0: how's it going in the last 30 seconds since i talked to you
1: oh it's it's going about the exact same
0: It's technically not
1: the exact same.
0: It's like 30 seconds in the future. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Chaos is Everywhere. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there, he's uh, basically... I'm just going to keep doing this for a few weeks. He's basically the Randy Savage to my Ricky Steamboat. I don't know how you feel about that one. All right. I don't don't like it. You, You don't like that one? because no. of how that match ends, which we'll get yeah. to in a second? Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. I, I took a shot. I mean, it's still Randy Savage, but you're right. You're right. That is a fair criticism. Um, so, yeah, today we are going to be watching some WrestleMania, um, just flashbacks, I guess you can call them. Uh, basically, we're picking out some fun Intercontinental title matches. And uh, we're capping it off with uh, the most famous Intercontinental ladder match, especially at WrestleMania. I know that's a lot of qualifiers, but it might be the most famous ladder match ever, really, Um, uh, with uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels because of, obviously, the passing of Scott Hall. It's just a nice way to play tribute to him. And yeah, and then we just decided, hey, what about the Intercontinental title? We'll just make that the theme to do the other two matches for the show, so... Alright, so we're pretty
2: starting
0: good with- idea. Oh, yeah, I think it really does work out. And plus, because we're doing the intercount title, and especially in the era that we're gonna be in, it guarantees we're watching pretty much three of the best matches on each show. Yeah. So all right, so we're starting with WrestleMania three, which is why I mentioned Randy Savage. Um I fast forwarded to about an hour forty four twenty two. I don't know where you are. Uh
1: I'm at an hour forty six thirty six. Basically they both are in the ring. Or, well, uh, Steamboat's, like, getting into the ring, where I
0: All am. Right. I'll go to where you are. Hour 46 what?
1: Uh, one forty six
0: thirty six. 36 So, yeah, what we're going to do, just to make this easier, because we have to get to each match, is we will um, we'll pause in between each match and then uh, sync back up. So that way everybody can be where they need to be for the beginning.
2: Wired up
0: there we go alright so we're at one forty-six thirty-six, 36 and uh, yeah so that's where you should be to watch this match with us and you're gonna hit play in 3 2 1 play <laughs> and uh here we go so I did do some research on the background of each like storyline uh, for the show just because these are a few years back yeah um the most interesting thing I found about this when I looked up the like the background is it, it's a pretty straightforward build, but George the Animal Steel makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. There's no attempt to explain why he's there <laughs> as far as what I could find. Um, I'm sure people that actually were alive when this happened might know more about it, but basically the build was uh, Steamboats and Savage fought like six months before this. Steamboat had his like chest over the barricade on the outside savage came down with a double axe handle uh injuring his throat and then hit uh, steamboat with the bell off the top rope and i don't know the actual injury that caused it but basically gave steamboat six months off with a crushed larynx and uh then steamboat comes back and challenges savage who's held the title at this point for 414 days oh that's it Um, yeah, just fourteen days for the Intercontinental title. So, yep, there you go. There's there's the background. And then, yeah, basically, I really did not see anything to explain why George Steele got a part of this. He's just there because he likes Elizabeth. And um, that's it. He likes her. and Like, he kidnapped her a couple times. But he always was nice to her. It's just he's an animal. Yay.
1: Basically. Let's go. High five.
0: It's basically King Kong in a wrestling ring for that part of the storyline.
1: I'm fairly confident that's what they were going for.
0: Yeah. Oh, you see that crisp arm drag there?
1: So crisp.
0: That's one of those things that the older older, uh, people that love wrestling will say, no one does an arm drag like Ricky Steamboat.
1: I mean that used to be true for sure.
0: Yeah, no, especially for 1987. It's it's an insane arm drag, but yeah, today I think a lot of people do have either emulated him or emulated people that were emulating him. So yeah. I don't know if that's Earl or Dave Hebner as the referee. It's so.
2: Earl.
0: Might might be Dave's Yeah. Maybe. Believe it or not, they're kind of hard to tell apart, except for Dave is um, later. Dave is definitely heavier, so it's yeah. easier. But I think even at this point, he might be a little bit heavier. That is actually one of the cool things about. Actually, that might be Dave. I just remembered something. I don't think Earl was in the company at this point. He, he wasn't? shows up. Yeah, I think he shows up in like 1988 because the huh. way Earl Hebner shows up is they do this whole gimmick where Dave Hebner's the referee. And the million-dollar man pays the money to have surgery to look just like the referee so that he can screw Hogan out of the title. Oh. And I'm pretty sure that's like the next year after this. It's not before WrestleMania three. So, yeah, Earl's somewhere in the south at the moment.
2: The deep south.
0: Deep south. Ooh, nice elbow. So I think I asked you this when we were setting up. Um, when's the last time you watched the uh, WrestleMania three Intercontinental Title match?
1: Probably like a year ago, maybe. Huh.
0: It's really worth watching. I think one of the things that it suffers from is the fact that as the time goes by, uh, people are like, "Oh, this this is so this is so much slower than what we have today." But I think the excitement for this match comes from the fact that this was before finishes were predictable. So everything that you see, every pin almost, is like a false finish that would have, at the time, you would have been like, oh, maybe this is it. So I think that's the mindset you kind of have to be in to really appreciate this match as it was appreciated at the time.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's still also definitely the best match of the night.
0: Yeah. As far as a wrestling turn, match goes. As
2: far as like wrestling goes, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I fast forward past the Heart Foundation versus the Orient Express and uh, Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis in a shaving match. <laughs> Savvy brain in the ring. So much savviness. Also, one of the classic Jesse the Ventura and uh, Gorilla Monsoon calls. If you're a younger fan or you just you don't pay attention to the stuff that happened back then, the first like, I think it's like four or five WrestleManias are all Jesse, Ventura, and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. What's sad is there's only one that I can think of that's uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. I think they only do eight together. Um, yeah, because, uh, seven, I think Piper was there, uh, which was a weird one off. And then the first six maybe are all, um, Jesse, the body. And then nine is of course, Jim Ross's debut. It's just interesting that like the, the, what's the other commentary team besides Jr. and the King is like. Only has one Wrestlemania under their belt compared to like the 50 or whatever it was that JR and uh, Jerry did. Oh, Almost had him with that crossbody. And another awesome arm drive. They are really going at a great pace, which I, you would expect out of these two, obviously. Yeah. For the again, I'm gonna say this a lot for this match, but for the time period, you gotta remember who what's our main event? It's Hogan versus Andre. So the the amount of moving people were required to do to be in the main event of a wrestling match is a lot less than it is today.
1: Yeah. I mean, well not in the WWE. That's true.
0: That's that's fair. WWE
1: is basically
0: the same. That in fact that's all Vince has ever been trying to get back to this whole time. Basically. Oh no. Oh it just went all the way into the crowd. All those oh, stinky all those stinky Detroit people. Ugh. Oh. I will say, like if you ever if you've never gone back to watch the beginning, watching this when it when you start the first thing um, and you can see the crowd because it's a domed a thing. So you, the light comes through. It's a fucking massive crowd, even by today's standards. It's still massive.
2: Yeah.
0: And the other, like, they didn't have the Titantron, so I don't understand why people were paying that kind of money or any <laughs> kind of money. Once you're at a certain yeah. point,
2: no, you're not wrong.
0: Like, I I loved Hulkamania as much as the next guy when I was a kid, but fuck. You just bring like a pair of binoculars or a, uh, um, what, what's the one look for? Spyglass.
2: Basically.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: The only one you can really see is Andre. So the story I've always heard about this match, um, which just goes to show you how like detail-oriented he was, is that this is the time period where Savage basically had to map out every move in his match beforehand. Mm. So, like, all of this was talked out beforehand. And it's a, like a 20-minute match, so I can't, like... Trying to keep all that straight in your head is just amazing. Yeah. It's so hard to get, like, man, like, I hate, I wish I could watch this match with that mindset. It's so hard to just remember all those pins are false finishes that are believable at this time.
2: But yeah, it they is went really painted.
0: <laughs> it's really hard to, re- like, it's really hard to make yourself feel that way because, like, we're so used to, you have to hit the big move for the finish. Yeah was doing a great job, though, working over the throat and often overlooked attack area. Oh, um, I mean, we're going to do, obviously, ADA, or um, Chaos at Rainside next week, so we're going to AW more next week. But I was curious, have you had a chance to watch Rampage yet?
1: Uh, I didn't watch it. I watched, like, highlights.
0: Did you see what looks like the next thing they're going to do a Hook is?
1: uh kind of i don't know if that's necessarily is it necessarily
0: the next thing it looked like it was like it looked like he was kind of like okay i'm done with the factory now and then who comes out
2: yeah uh, it's an interesting I
0: don't know, yeah it's an interesting left turn oh that was a nice back by drop over the top rope that's that just looked cool yeah, I don't I don't know either. I, I don't under, like it makes no sense really for me to make Dan Housen come out there. I'm excited. Yeah. he's going to do something. I'm just I don't know why hook.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It is very odd.
0: I did see a really funny bit on Dan Housen's blog where he was in the back and he was he like went up to hook and he said to keep hook happy. He would bring him chips every day.
1: Oh, wasn't that
0: pokhausen? Yes. Yeah. Almost got him with that cry chop off the top. Almost. Savage being the um, cowardly heel that he is, had to use the ropes instead of kicking out like a real man. But yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see Danhausen. It's just not in any way what I would have expected. But... Like I said, AEW at this point, as we've said many times, said more hits than misses. So they have enough leeway that they can pretty much do anything they want, and I won't shit on it at least until like week two or three. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's going. Oh, the roll-up. I mean, in today's be that would have been the pin right there.
2: Yeah, uh, well, yeah. It's
0: the most dangerous move. way, anyway, I want to see the Jericho Appreciation Society win the, some matches with roll-ups.
1: You know they're going to.
0: <laughs> I think that'll be really funny. Also, Jericho's really well transitioned into heel commentator on Rampage. He has a new um, segment called Sports Entertainer of the Week. <laughs> uh, Nyla Rose, the first winner of that uh, prestigious award. Wow, yeah, I like that actually. It reminded me of like Bobby Heenan's old sticks. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I don't know how you feel about the whole the whole idea in general. But well, actually, I do. I know that you're not thrilled by the fact that it seems to be mostly about Jericho, and he has a over the younger guys enough yet? I got That's you.
2: That's not uh, how I put
1: it, and you know it. You're just finagling it to how you want to say it.
0: I'm so- I was just trying to sum it up. I'm sorry if I missed. No, mis- you made, made it. Trying to make it sound
1: like like you were like you were in the right, and I was completely wrong in my beliefs of how it feels so far.
0: <laughs> I mean. But aren't you though? Like what do you really no. think about though? No. I'm just kidding. Oh no, no, no. A piece of stocky mushroom. By the way, that was did you see that amazing ref bump? On, I don't I we can keep talking about how I'm a piece of shit. But the, that was some great A acting there by uh, Hefner.
1: Yeah, I mean Hepner's known for his great A acting, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, oh there it is it's all over
1: oh, we'll drop that Macho Man stole from CM Punk.
0: <laughs> 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 oh.
1: Obviously a joke.
0: It's like those kids have you seen like the memes uh, or like yeah, it's like memes now of like uh, people younger than us see hearing the song Anaconda and being like, How did they sample this song from nineteen eighty seven when this only came out in two thousand fourteen? Because it samples uh, so mix a lot.
1: Yeah, people are dumb.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really are. Uh, there's the—that's literally the whole reason George the Animal Steal was a part of this match, besides getting him a paycheck because he's one of Vince's buddies. Um, yeah. it's just so he can steal the bell. I, lo- I don't know how many people know this, but uh, Georgie Amel Steele, after he stopped in-ring competition, he became a uh, booker. Not a booker. Um, uh, what the fuck do they call them, for? Oh my god! He did it with a roll-up. Shut up! Oh, I mean, wouldn't be WWE without a roll-up?
2: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: Yeah. So I think overall that match, I think it still does hold up, especially if you are into like wrestling, you know, history, because it is like really good back and forth. It's just I don't think it holds up as much as um, it did even you know ten, fifteen years ago, just because yeah. wrestling's been changing so quickly. All of our uh, Gen Z listeners are gonna be like, "What the hell?" Listen, back in our day.
1: You don't even know, you little
0: shits. You don't even know. Back in this day, all you had to do was have a hairy back, and then you had a gimmick for 30 fucking years.
2: <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh,
0: good job, Ricky Stimo. Okay. So um, we're going to – I'm going to cancel yeah, – I'm going to stop this. We will get everything set up for our next match, which is WrestleMania 8. Uh, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper. Woo. By the way, I do want to watch the um the interview, which should be right before it. So just try and like start at the beginning of that interview. And uh, we'll get everybody sunk up after that, okay? Okay. Sure.
2: Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yo.
0: All right, so we're back. And we're on to WrestleMania 8. Um, I stopped it at 3728. Where are you? Let's go! On the same one? Cool.
1: 3728. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just, that's some good serendipity right there. Oh, I love um, that. Happens. So before we press play, I'll just do the back out round here because it's pretty straightforward for this one as well. In fact, this is one of those rare WrestleMania moments where they did the build-up, but this kind of, the match kind of pays off as far as build-up right here in this interview, which is why I wanted to watch it. Um, which is weird to go all the way to WrestleMania before you have the match actually, like, ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but basically, it's pretty simple. It's that they were both faces, and they were both reluctant to fight each other because they're faces. Um, the uh, Intercontinental title, Bret Hart actually held it uh, up until some point. I think he had, like, a fever or something. There was some kind of sickness where he had to mm-hmm. relinquish. For a brief time and so the Mon- Mountie actually won it for like two days and then Piper beat him at the Royal Rumble getting him his only uh, singles title ever in the WBF so which is a shame but it's, it's yeah
2: it's
0: crazy uh, honestly the, the one reason that I've heard that might be um, like would make sense is that Piper apparently would not lose by pinfall um, he refused to lose by pinfall, and I've heard Hogan say that if Roddy Piper would have agreed to be pinned, Vince McMahon would have made him world champion in a second. So, I can I see know. that. Yeah, I don't know if any of that's true. I do know Piper had very strong opinions on stuff, because you can just listen to interviews and he'll talk about it, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the scuttlebutt. Anywho. Um, so yeah, here we go Thirty-seven, twenty-eight, and uh, we're gonna hit play in three, two, one, play boom, baby. And mean gene Okerland, being all mean gene about it, and Okerland, world wrestling intercontinental champion. This is one of my favorite Piper like promos. I don't know why, it's just, I it always makes me laugh. I know you. (laughs) So what Piper does, if you're not watching along, is he starts off by talking about how he's known his family for the whole time. He's known Piper, or he's known Hart since he was like a little kid. But then he starts throwing in like backhanded insults. Like they sound like good things, but then they're actually insults. This, one, this one's my favorite. <laughs> it's, it's him making fun of his mom's ability to make sandwiches correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically, like he's just doing this funny shtick, and then he goes to touch Hart, and then Hart grabs his wrist, and that's when it gets serious. But the fact that this is happening at the pay-per-view is what's so kind of special and weird about it. Because you yeah. expect this to happen like a week or two before on TV to get people to buy the pay-per-view. Because I did actually watch like one of the interviews they did, which is kind of similar to this uh, on wrestling challenge. Like it kind of hits the same points, but I don't think they have this moment of like they're going to fight. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they said, oh, we should probably do that because um, it, it would make the match better if we have that final moment of they're actually going to fight. Maybe it was just like an oversight. Not today. Some of this... um, I have a hard time picking out what actually is my oldest wrestling memory because uh, a lot of it I, I was watching at this time period but I don't remember 1992 that much but I do remember for this the build up to Wrestlemania 8 um, the build up to the Hogan Sid Justice match mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings, Sid uh, Justice was beating up jobbers and what he would do is he would beat them up powerbomb them then he would put a Hogan bandana on them put them on a stretcher, take them to the end of the aisle, almost through the curtain, and then push the stretcher all the way down the aisle so it crashed into the lane. Huh. It was a really cool build-up for a match that's not that good. And yeah. I would say this, again, is the best match probably on this card. But yeah, that stuck with me all, basically my whole life because I was only like three or four at the time. Three, actually, I think. Bobby Heenan just going ahead and tearing into bagpipe music and another thing fuck the Scottish
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: I don't know I don't know if it was on the same time but this exact area in Indiana actually had a Bobby Heenan day um, where the mayor declared it Bobby Heenan day I think it was part of this promotion leading up to this um, but I might be wrong. It might have been later on. And don't ask me why Indiana cared about Bobby Heenan, but everybody should care about Bobby Heenan. So,
2: Ooh, look at the Hoosier Dome with all those Hoosiers. Who?
0: The Hoosiers. Who's Who? hers? <laughs> I assume you did there. <laughs> I'm
2: so fucking clever.
0: So fucking clever. I um, uh, I also want to point out something about the uh the interview that I watched. It was on Wrestling Challenge. Piper came out in like jeans, and he said, "I only wear my kilt when I'm going to fight, and I didn't come out here to fight." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that about the kilt. He only wears the kilt when he's coming out to fight." Everybody. <laughs>
1: Oh, good to know,
0: good to know. I really do love this match. I don't know why more people don't talk about it. It might be... It might be Piper's best WWF match ever. Um, mm-hmm. At least the ones on pay-per-view, because I, I just... I, I, I rack my brain Um, His WrestleMania match is fine, but it's basically just a, you know, celebrity match, which, you know, that shows you WrestleMania always has been. His Mr. T match is not really a match. Again, it's all celebrity shit. And then Adrian Adonis at three. And then he's gone basically until six when he does that weird thing with Bad News Brown. No, no. Yeah. And then, um, then there's this one. It he didn't have one at seven, and then 12, and then I think that was it for his as far as WrestleMania matches he actually had. Now use your agility, your quickness. <laughs>
2: I'm to know some maneuvers.
0: What an idea, Bobby, that you have to use some wrestling maneuvers in a wrestling match.
2: Why I pay him the big
0: bucks. It really wasn't a single leg, but I'll let you have it because you're the voice of my childhood. Ooh. really big story throughout this whole match, like the psychology that they're they're going to be selling, is like, um, are we going to see heel Piper? Because uh, he hasn't been a heel for a while, but in '85 he was like the hottest heel in the fucking world. So he people remember what he could do when he was a bad guy. What the fuck? Did you read that?
1: Uh, no. What did I miss?
0: Um, Girl of Monsoon, I think, said the only gold you ever had was in your teeth. And then Bob Eaton said, I never had any gold in my teeth. What do you think? I'm Japanese.
1: I did not read that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it said. <laughs> that's, that's such a weird stereotype he just invented. Bret Hart really controlling the wrist. Has some good wrist action there. Ooh, nice shot. Please let go of my wrist. <laughs>
1: Apparently talking about tickets and going places now.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to pay attention to the match and their commentary, which Brent? is hard to do with subtitles. <laughs> Ooh, nice uh, selling of an injury by Brett. Brett was always a very good seller when he wanted to be, like yeah. he always really could make you believe. Not the clavicle.
1: Do you believe in love?
0: Oh, that's sneaky right. Canadian. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Don't you try to use the roll-up on me, Brett. I know it's the most dangerous move in the WWF, but I will not be denied. Yeah, that's a unfortunate slight botch there. Yeah. That always bugs me every time I watch the match. I'm like, aw. I don't know. I don't know if it was that um Piper need to get him up higher earlier or if Brett needed to come in with more momentum. I think he got the worst fit. Oh look! Look at the sportsmanship. He's being so nice because they're both good guys.
2: So. Yeah,
0: it's like Garrick and Odo all over again. If you didn't want listen right to about <laughs> that, <laughs> both equally virtuous people with no shady characteristics. Ooh, there's some shady shit.
2: Ah, uh, what? What happened? That's thought he was a face.
0: That is really good. Again, that's really good psychology. That's one of the things this match has that it tells a story. Like,
2: yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if you could pull that off. Do you think you could, like, realistically pull off, um, the referee, uh, going to tie the guy's shoe and then hit him? No. Like, I think baby faces are stupid enough to actually look still today. Like, I could believe a babyface that is that, you know, gullible. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, the referee would get involved in any way. Also, the uh, right hand busted open Bret Hart. He's going to bleed like a pig through the rest of this match. He didn't beat him with that bulldog that he's finished so many opponents with? Man. Oh, uh, so many opponents! <laughs> Piper just saying to Brett, in two years, I'm gonna referee your world title match. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm assuming you've heard, but did you um you heard about Triple H calling it quits for for in ring? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I figured you he would have heard cuz it's everywhere but I just thought I'd mention it since it did just happen. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs>
2: I'm okay uh, with it. Yeah.
0: I I I wish for his sake that he had a better last match but at the same time I don't think he would have thought of doing a good last match. Like not that he wouldn't have thought of it but like it's not that big of a deal to him I don't think.
2: Right. You know I mean? Yeah.
0: I think he even said, I think in the interview that he wanted one more run, um, but it didn't sound like he had any plans to like specifically end on like this world title match. It was more like, yeah, I just wanted to make the circuit one more time, just for the hell of it. Yeah, really, like I didn't realize how bad the his um, cardiac event was, though. Apparently, he almost died, Mm -hmm. and then he has a pacemaker now implanted in his chest. Uh, Brett, that fiery Canadian, fighting that other fiery Canadian that everyone believed was Scottish for some reason. <laughs> also, I, oh, that's right. So, um, if you're wondering why there's blood in a WrestleMania in nineteen eighty two in the middle of like the let's make kids, you know, buy our toys decade. Uh dating this wasn't approved. Uh they did the punch because they wanted to make it look like it was hard way, meaning, you know, an accident. Yeah. Uh, it was not. Brett plated himself. <laughs> yeah, Vince was not happy even though I think the blood really makes this match stand out, especially for the era.
2: Yeah. I would agree with that.
0: Oh. Oh. I thought he was going to let him down gently, and he just didn't. Inverted atomic props. What percentage of his matches do you think Bret Hart won by pinfall?
1: By pinfall? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do
0: you think it's possible he... to be like in the single digits?
1: Single? No. Single, eh, maybe.
0: Like once he had the sharpshooter, which was relatively early on in his career, I don't yeah. remember him ever winning by pinfall.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: that's fair. That's actually, well, I say that, but actually I'm just, now that I think about it, you know, this match just proves that. And so does his WrestleMania 10 match against uh, Yoko.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah. So I guess there are some, but yeah, I just, I wonder, because I know there are nerds out there that are like statistic nerds that might, somebody might have like actually done the math on that. not enough that I would Google it and think I could find it quickly. I'm just saying somebody (laughs) might have. Well, this is devolving down into a slugfest here. Come on, Brett. Another ref bump. I didn't realize we we're watching the matches of ref bumps.
2: Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> Viper, you gotta be a good guy. Think of all the kids that have looked up to you since, you know, six months ago.
1: since forever
0: I mean I'm sure there were kids because there's always people like myself that root for the bad guy but in general so here here again is the really great psychology of the match that now Piper's got the bell he could end Bret Hart right here all he has to do is be that villain that he was once before do it (laughs) good good that's your hatred so free. <laughs> <laughs> I just like a pictured uh, like a little kid with a baseball cap holding a Roddy Piper sign up. <laughs> Don't do it, Mr. Piper. How are you listening to these idiots in Indiana. They're not smart enough to move away from Indiana. Right? Now, Piper, um, I don't, I know this is a little early to hear of somebody called Samoa Joe, but, um, oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh. I mean, to, at least in his defense, again, Samoa Joe had not been beaten 1,500 times by that exact move. Yeah, so I like I said, I think this is a very criminally underrated match. I think it's a lot of really great psychology and a really good match. Probably the best match of WrestleMania eight. The only other real contender is a uh, Flair and Savage, uh, yeah. which is also very good and should have been the close of the show if not for fucking Hogan uh, being Hogan. So yeah. yeah, all right. So there's eight. Uh, next is our main event, WrestleMania ten, and the ladder match. So we will be right back with that. Oh, by the way, before we go, that's a really nice moment there with the putting on the belt. Very good face, face. you know, we fought, but now we're going to, you know, be, you know, honorable, I guess, is the best way I can think to say it. Anyway, all right. Talk to you guys in a minute. I don't know if you guys paused this and went and did other stuff, but we're still here. Uh, so I paused this at WrestleMania 10 at one hour fifty-four minutes and thirty-two Ooh. seconds.
1: That's way. Oh, wow! Really?
0: Yeah, where did you pause it?
1: One fifty-eight
0: thirty-five. One fifty-eight thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. They're
1: both in the right. ring. That's basically just starting.
0: Gotcha. I paused it at the um, like before the entrances, basically. Ah. Said one fifty-eight thirty-five. Yep. One second, as I gonna get there. This is part of the problem. I'm not sitting close to the TV, and I have horrible eyesight, so I gotta make sure I'm at the right place. Uh, all right, here we go. seven eight. And then of course, it kept going up you and your mother. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw it past that time and it just kept going and going because my life is not that great sometimes. All right, so it'll be a, again 35, you said 58,
1: 35. 158,
0: 35, yep. Yeah, okay, I'll just be a second here. All right, there we go. So one fifty eight thirty five, 35 and um, yeah, we're going to hit uh, play in 3, 2, 1, play. Boop. All right, so background on this match. Um, like, it kind of has a little bit to do with real life. I mean, because it does. Uh, basically, Shawn Michaels is the Intercontinental Champion. He failed the drug test, I believe, uh, because this is just after the steroids trial, so they were really cracking down on that kind of thing. And um, basically, very famously, he uh, sent a message to Vince McMahon that if he wanted the Intercontinental title, he'll have to come down out of his ivory tower to come and get it. And I've always found that as a really funny, like, what the fuck were you talking about? Uh, So, yeah, Sean was gone for a while, suspended, but didn't give back the title. So when he eventually they worked it out and he was coming back, he still had the other title. They made a new one. Uh, to give to Razor Ramon after a uh, tournament. And so Sean shows up and calls himself the real Intercontinental t- Champion for weeks. And eventually it just boils into this match where it's like we're going to unify the Intercontinental title so there will be only one true Intercontinental Champion in our first ever ladder match. So, Which uh, technically, just as a matter of trivia, is not the first ever ladder match. Bret Hart actually had a ladder match, I believe, with Shawn Michaels but I might be wrong but he he was the one that actually brought the gimmick from Canada uh, so he had one earlier than this as like a test but it wasn't like on this kind of stage I don't even think it was televised so no. this one gets the credit as the first ever and there's a big Kevin Nash diesel just uh, gonna go ahead and step over Scott Hall and say one day um, we'll be the NWO but right now Shawn Michaels signing my paychecks and I'm like that traitor Wardlow. I know where my bread is buttered. <laughs> Damn traitor. I feel like this is really good writing. Well, not I, at this point, I wasn't even writing, but it's a really good decision to get Diesel's interference out of the way quickly so we can get more into the match. Because Diesel was a very big part at this point of Shawn Michaels matches. So, Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. While he was off, uh, Michaels saw Kevin Nash on WCW television and famously just like out of the blue contacting him through the Steiners saying, hey, do you want to come up here and be my bodyguard? And Kevin Nash sort of just tricked WCW kind of to give him his release saying he was going to go back to bouncing, but use their fax machine to send over his WWF contract. <laughs> so- so that's how he ended up being Shawn Michaels' bodyguard at this point. I just love the idea that like he, he was in their offices and was like, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to use the fax machine for other things. <laughs> anyway. Yes.
2: It's like, a, it's
1: like a history of WCW getting tricked by the wrestlers.
0: Especially because the fucking people in the office just didn't care. Yeah. Oh, come on, Sean! How, what kind of heel uses a thumb to the eye like that? Also, I would like to apologize to anybody that was looking forward to the Mid Carter ten man tag that was supposed to be on uh, this card. Probably not going to happen. There's a lot of like pissed off Mid Carters at the end of this match because Sean and Razor go long. I feel like the ten man tag could have been much better than the ladder match. We'll never know. Of
2: course. <laughs> I mean, how could it not?
1: You know.
0: I mean, I guess we could know because I guess it uh, was they did it on Raw like the next night. So you could oh, really, know. yeah. So tell them I tells me it wasn't that great. Yeah, I've never looked it up. I, I know um, IRS was a part of it. It's literally just like, hey, let's get these 10 mid-card guys on the card at WrestleMania and for some reason put them this late in the show. I, I It sounds like when Tony Khan sets up a match that's meant to be canceled if they run over, but I don't yeah. think that's how Vince worked at the time. Come on, Razor, you can do it. So crazy Scott Hall is never a world champion. I mean, there were good reasons later on, but I'm talking this era Scott Hall. I feel like he could have been a world champion. Yeah. So, one of the things I hear online about this match, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are, because I've actually always preferred this one. A lot of people say their rematch at SummerSlam, like the next year, is better than this match. Um, I don't know if you've watched the other one to compare it enough, but what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I'm sure I've seen it before, but I don't remember it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's just the fact that this was at WrestleMania. Um, or just because it gets replayed because it was at WrestleMania. But the other one, even if it's a better match, technically just doesn't have the impact on history that this match does. I think we actually, did we watch that after the podcast or do we plan on watching it and we didn't get to it?
1: I don't remember, honestly.
0: Maybe we did, because we did a SummerSlam where we went through a bunch of things, and I think that was on the list, but I don't know if we actually watched the ladder match from them. I'll look it up. (laughs) No, I won't, because I might end the recording by accident. I'm (laughs) going to assume we didn't, because I actually have a pretty decent memory for stuff that we've already done. But do go back and check out those SummerSlam episodes. They're fun. Even if we didn't watch that match particularly, they're pretty awesome. There he goes. In the two belts. The two TNT championships. I mean, Intercontinental championships. What? What? Uh, There goes uh, young Sammy Sean Guevara. Michaels. Michaels. And there's the evil Cody Razor Ramon. Also, Shawn Michaels, of course, has to show his ass. Of course. Where did Triple H learn it from? Now, you might say Ric Flair. No, it was clearly from Shawn Michaels. I will say one of the things that's really cool because like, the stuff that they've figured out to do with ladders since that since it's obviously been exponentially a lot but the amount of stuff they just already have in the bag is pretty impressive I mean this is a pretty iconic moment right here Sean just does the I'm crazy expression before he jumps no That's how we know we're gonna we're in a simulation is when we start seeing stuff from today. We can know wrestling like I'm pretty sure that didn't happen before. I'm pretty sure that's just CPU power not being used properly. Gonna use the ladder. Gonna use the ladder to get the belts. So I don't know if Razor hits the move in here, but I wanted to mention this because I it's a fact that I had learned a while ago but I had forgotten and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. You know this the throwaway slam that um, he does? Like this is like signature. Yeah. Nice, nice bump. Uh, do you know what he called that move? Not on T V, but like in the back. No. It was called the Sack of Shit. Because you're What's throwing the, the guy away like a sack of shit. Oh yeah, and I found that out because somebody like on Twitter or something asked uh, Xbox, you know, should we rename that like the Razor Slam in honor of him? And Xbox like, nope, it was always the sack of shit, and that's what it has to remain. I like it. And, uh, yeah, and now every time um, hey Man Adam Page does it, I'm going to think he's doing the sack of shit. Oh. how did I really want to know how they got that camera shot in 1994. Just some dude up in the Raptors next to Sting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely what
0: it was. Come on, tonight's my night. I'm going to rappel down with a baseball bat. People are going to love it. Fine. Get down from
1: there, you crazy idiot.
0: <laughs> Fine, I'll go back down south and be a bleach blonde surfer dude. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Tony, you guys are
0: going to be sorry i going to be so sorry I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion with hookers and blackjack Jack, never mind about the wrestling promotion that was a Futurama reference for anyone that cares who are you? I was doing a Futurama reference there who are you? me oh. I am myself and I Good also, Sean, Sean might be a dead person now. Why doesn't Diesel come out and help him? What, what's Earl Hebner going to do? There's no disqualification.
2: Fair, very fair.
1: Yeah, when he sent him away, you could have easily just been like, Ooh. no.
0: I feel like that spot where he ran in while he was next to the ring post, now the guy would get out of the way. I don't feel like you hit that spot like that. Am I wrong? Uh,
1: No, I don't think you're wrong.
0: Uh, Speaking of spots, um, did you watch uh, the Darby Allen crash and burn show on Wednesday? What? Um, on Dynamite, the the uh, the Texas tornado, yeah, eight man tag. Yeah,
2: how down,
0: got thrown down the concrete stairs? Oh again. yeah, <laughs>
2: Jesus.
0: Oh, like I I was watching it with Jen. I was like, he he's only twenty four or some shit. He's not going to be able to walk by the time he's like forty. but <laughs> Oh my god, Sean is Sean. If he liked you, could make you look so fucking powerful with his overselling. Yeah, and if he didn't like you, he can make you look like a jackass, like he did to Hogan. <laughs> oh god, the belts, most mid-card title. Vince doesn't believe I can be world champion yet.
2: Ooh.
0: You think he, like, as he's laying there, he's like, well, that didn't work out like I was hoping he was going to.
1: I'm sure something similar to that, yeah.
0: Like, I think he got lucky that it didn't actually hit the back of his head. It looks like he got the top part of his shoulders. But, man, mm-hmm. if that had just smacked the back of his head, that could have been the end of his night.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, it's really fun because this is before they knew to have a backup ladder. Anywhere. So if that ladder had broken to the point where they couldn't get up it, they were done they were for the night.
1: <laughs> God, that's crazy.
0: Razor and Michaels, battling tooth and nail on the ladder. That's my Vince McMahon doing a, um, a commentating moment. Not the only one that's Ooh, really figured out. Oh, jeez, yeah. Oof.
2: Good God.
0: That, that is hardcore. terrifying.
2: Yep.
0: It's even more terrifying because it wasn't planned. They must build their own ladders now because, like, that's clearly somebody went to fucking Home Depot and bought a ladder. (laughs) Teetering back and forth. Sorry, I can hear his fucking voice in my head because I've watched this match so many times. Even all the subtitles.
1: <laughs> that fucking ladder.
2: I love that. Well, I love that. Even just
1: that, that little bit of the corner just like being pushed uh. onto Razor's back of Razor's head.
0: Ooh. Oh, there you go. Super kick. It's all over.
1: Sounds like a party to me.
0: I feel like this is before the super. Maybe it's right after. It's Like 93. 92 and 93 is when the super kick's not his finisher. But he might be at the point where it's his finisher now.
1: Speaking of super kicks, did you hear about the rules of. Uh, um... EC3 and Braun Strowman's uh, show, yeah.
0: the wrestling company. I may have heard some stuff, but nothing about super kicks.
1: Yeah, there are uh, super kicks, uh, suicide dives, and Canadian destroyers
2: are banned.
0: Okay, I guess. I mean, it'll help you hopefully differentiate yourself in a, you know, specific way about the wrestling instead of just the weird, like, culture that you see to be building around it. So...
2: Yeah. Oh, very odd.
0: Yeah, I don't, I really don't, I don't, I haven't looked into it myself. I've only listened to some other people talk about it. But from what I've heard, it doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Like, healthy, I could say. <laughs> all right, now I'm just gonna get the other ladder because that one's all bent to shit. All right. I think like most of the stuff that they've done in this match um, is probably prohibited by those stickers on the side of the ladder.
1: Mm. You know, yeah. maybe some of it.
0: Definitely, suplexes are on there.
2: I don't know.
1: They might not have thought of it. Well, don't some of the those. Sticker, it means they must be able to do it on there.
0: You don't know what they get up to in construction sites. People are suplexing each other off the ladders all the time. <laughs> Ooh. It's a good thing uh, Sean put his leg in in just the right way to get himself tied up in the rope there. Yeah. Clearly he wasn't thinking clearly because his nuts hurt from landing on the rope. <laughs> Let me out of here! Let me out of here! Son of a bitch! How do you untangle these ropes? Oh yeah, just get up on top of the ropes. Now, I have to admit the second time he gets himself tangled in it, it may, like looks a lot better than the first. There you go! Razor is the champion! And a young Zack Ryder waits to take a picture with him. Woo. I'm sorry, not Zack Ryder. Matt Cordona.
2: There you go.
0: I'm I'm so sorry. I I used his un, his slave name, if you will. No, that's too much.
2: That's too much.
0: <laughs> I went too far with that one.
1: Uh, I mean, like even watching this back now, though, like what a great, what a like great match.
0: Yeah, honestly. Like, it's not, like it, we've been saying the whole night with all the stuff that like has evolved in wrestling, even in ladder matches, all the stuff we know and we've seen over the years, this still holds up as a really good ladder match. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's like the very pinnacle of, of uh, Scott Hall's career, but it's up there as one of the big moments and it should be because it's really fucking awesome. Yeah. And there, of course, is the famous image that everybody's seen a billion, jillion times, especially over the last month or so.
2: What about what? Yep,
0: yeah, so here, just before we sign off, here's the uh, the group arguing, and this is how they're going to put over the fact that they're not going to have this match that was advertised. Because the bad guys can't decide who the captain is. So, of course, you can't have a tag match. I mean, at least Absolutely. they gave the audience enough credit to actually, like, give a reason that they're not going to do this 10-man tag match. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know what? That's fair.
0: And there's your Bill Clinton person here. Okay. So, that should be about it for um, today. That's our third match, our main event. Um, I don't know, I I liked all three I think just because I like the fact that it's underrated my favorite is still uh, Piper and Brett all um, mm. those three matches, which one was your favorite?
1: I think it's still the latter match
0: it's fair It's not really a bad choice just, in, you know just not mine because I like to be contrarian um, Yeah, that
1: sounds right
0: Alright <laughs> which is why this works so well because you have opinions and I immediately take the opposite position just to spite you. So there you go. Um, All right. So let's see here. We are doing on April 1st, we have some bonus episodes coming up. Uh, It's me and DJ Madman and we're watching one episode of Batman, the animated series. It's called the last laugh. Check that out. It was a lot of fun. And we discussed the episode of The Simpsons. The title's kind of wonky, the title of the episode. So it has come to this, a Simpsons clip show. But yeah, like half the episode is actually, is an original episode that I think everybody's seen where uh, Bart puts Homer in a coma with an exploding beer, which is hilarious. Um, Thanks to Eric Bowman for the theme song. Follow me at uh, LastGilchrist1 on Twitter, uh, at LastGilchrist on TikTok. You can follow the show at Chaos Pod Show, at Gmail. And um, I've been trying to remember and say this. You can also follow the show on Facebook at Chaos Everywhere. I have no idea what kind of group I set up, but we're there. You can search us. And if you need to send a message, feel free to. Uh, but yeah, there you can get updates on the show as well. Uh, so I left the, uh, begging for you there, buddy. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: No, just, uh, please. <laughs> oh, God, please send us something to talk about. Oh, God, please send us messages. Oh, God, please. We want, we want to talk about you guys.
0: Okay. Okay. See, I felt bad about taking your spot at, at the end of stuff up right here. So, this time, I have to make it
1: extra good this time.
0: Did a good job there, buddy. Thanks. All right. Well, we'll see you next week with uh, Chaos at Greenside, where we'll deep dive into more stuff besides what we just talked about today. And um, yeah, I I don't think we have anything else planned coming up in the near, near future. Uh, But yeah, we'll come back with more Chaos everywhere. I've got ideas, Uh, even if you guys don't write us. But please do, for the love of God. I eventually will run out of ideas. So, (laughs) have a great night, everybody.
2: (laughs) Deuces.